Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's not exactly been a fun couple of weeks for motorists on some of Britain's busiest roads. Just after 8am, a small group of protesters run onto a slip road onto the M25, obstructing traffic. They've based themselves on the eastern docks roundabout. It blocks access to the port of Dover. A group of 18 climate change protesters glued themselves to the slip road here. Climate change protesters shut down roads and even the port of Dover. It is a radical tactic, but the demands seem, well, really rather moderate in the grand scheme of things. They want the government to insulate our homes. Insulating the homes of Britain is the easiest, most cost-effective way of reducing carbon emissions. But why block roads? Because it's the only thing that we can do that gets the publicity. Insulate Britain protesters are willing to forego liberty for their cause, possibly even idealising the idea of getting locked up. So who are they, and will they succeed? The theory behind Insulate Britain is the idea that having dozens of protesters going to prison will force legislative change. You're listening to Stories of Our Times, from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Callum MacDonald from Times Radio, sitting in for Manveen Rana. Today, motorway mayhem. The climate change radicals who want to insulate Britain. It was late on the Tuesday night. I got a text message from someone that I, I, I didn't know telling me to meet them at uh, a National Trust car park between Junction 8 and Junction 9 on the M25. And so I got in the car the next morning at about 6 o'clock and drove down. It may sound like he's been invited to a picnic, or indeed something slightly more salacious, but Times reporter Tom Ball was actually being invited to an Insulate Britain protest. The group is an offshoot of Extinction Rebellion, XR. Now, you may remember XR from the summer of 2019, when they blockaded large parts of some of the UK's biggest cities, including London, for almost a fortnight. minutes past eight, uh, breaking news this morning, fights between commuters in London and Extinction Rebellion activists. Um, day three is dawning for the Extinction Rebellion protesters who are camped out in central London. Today, Nearly 550 people have been arrested over the last two days already. They wanted the government to declare a climate emergency and reduce carbon emissions. More than a 1,000 people were arrested. 
Tom knows XR's actions inside and out. He reported on the disruption they caused and the demands they made and got to know some of those involved. Fast forward from then to September 2021, and Tom secured an invitation to insulate Britain's second invasion of the M25 and caught up with some familiar faces. On that morning, it was just my car, and a few minutes later, a, a van turns up and out steps Insulate Britain, or, or at least a squadron of about 15 of them. I told them who I was, and I was from the Times, and that they'd invited me along. And Some were a little bit cagey, but others were perfectly nice. One woman offered me some tea. They are majoritively middle-class, middle-aged people, the sorts who, who could plausibly be national trust members themselves and they said that they were there because more needed to be done the government wasn't listening they impressed upon me the fact that this is the last thing they wanted to be spending their wednesday mornings doing in terms of that first impression as these people unload out of the van is there somebody who you were kind of drawn to as as standing out there's a, a guy there called mark coleman who is the former dean of rochdale he was there in his dog collar and there was also another vicar called Sue Parfit and she's in her late 70s she had with her a sort of portable chair and when we were in the car park one of the other protesters went with Sue to the flyover and made sure that she could clamber down this this pretty steep verge which no mean feat for someone my age let alone someone in their late 70s And then we all put on orange high-vis jackets, walked off to the motorway. And then they all made their way down, shimmying down this, this pretty steep verge. I went down with them, at which point you're slightly nervous, given that there are cars whizzing past at 70 miles an hour. We stood there on the hard shoulder. One of the protesters phoned the police and said to them that there are people on the motorway, it's a danger to life, to which the police were then required to put out messages on the gantry saying, slow down, pedestrians on the roads, and send out one of their officers to then bring the traffic to a halt, which then meant that the road was relatively clear to let the, the protesters get on it. They knew what they were doing. They had spent the summer scouting out locations on the M25 where they knew that they'd be able to access the road. And then once we were actually down on the motorway itself, Sue Parfitt in her late 70s sat behind the cordon of protesters in the middle of the, of the carriageway in her portable chair. There's extreme action this morning sitting on the motorway because I know absolutely that we're in a climate emergency and that the best way to tackle this for the government at the moment is to insulate all the social housing in Britain. That is determination if ever I've heard it. Was there a kind of explanation given? What is the motivation there? A lot of people, particularly of, of that age, say that it's, it's their grandkids that they're doing it for, fully aware of the fact that what they do is pretty extreme. The people I love the best call me Nana and I'm here for all the children that live in fuel poverty. I've never been arrested before this week. I really feel the government isn't doing anything. All these empty targets, 
don't need anything. Hi, hey, yeah, I'm Anthony, um, 71 years old last week, and fun views we and I'm here because I absolutely have to push the government in the direction of insulating our housing stock. We need some action now, and a simple step would be just to insulate homes. It would benefit poor people, benefit families. By and large, a lot of these people aren't actually as radical as you would have thought them to be. They don't sort of come across as being massively hardcore ideologues. And I think for particularly the, the older people who are in their 60s, 70s, and even 80s and 90s, they are people who can afford to get arrested and even imprisoned because they don't have mortgages, they don't have jobs. I'm Anne, I'm 72. I'm here for my children and my grandchildren. They want to do something for their grandchildren, but also they want to do something that they think will make a difference. It's the government that's breaking the law. It's not us. We're upholding the law. Um, and we have to do it. It's just so important. I mean, as for me, I, I shimmed down with them onto the hard shoulder and, and then suddenly thought, um, what am I doing here? I, I, I could A, get sideswiped but also arrested so the photographer and I then went back up onto the, the flyover and, and watched from a safe distance I suppose we should determine what their purpose is. Insulate Britain are relatively new, they have got a lot of coverage we are giving them some now in fact but are we, um, are we clear on what their purpose is? Just define that for us and our listeners Their the central demand is that the government funds home insulation, which I think to a lot of people seems fairly arcane and specific and, and not the sort of hill that you'd thought a lot of people would want to die on. But they are, all of them, committed climate change activists, and this is part of the tactic. The theory behind Insulate Britain is the idea that having dozens of protesters going to prison will forced legislative change because the government will be seen to be criminalising and taking away the liberties of a group of middle class people for what they believe in to gain a legislative victory. So one of the criticisms of Extinction Rebellion is that they haven't really gained much from their years of protests. So the idea now is that if you can have a, a tangible and achievable goal, such as home insulation, which they say is a sort of a, a no-brainer, which the government is sort of on its way to doing anyway, then that A, gives the movement credibility, but B, also creates momentum for them to go on and then force more legislative changes, such as banning the funding of fossil fuels and, and will eventually snowball to them achieving their ultimate aim. Is there a feeling that this is the, the right tangible thing for them to, to really be focusing on and indeed causing this amount of disruption for? One of the other reasons that home insulation is something that they are campaigning for is the fact that they feel that it's also an issue that will get working class voters and indeed red wall voters on side. They're not stupid, they are politically and legally savvy and the theory behind home insulation as a demand is that it will be appealing to the red wall and, and ultimately it will pressurise the government where it hurts. So that's the people, that's the movement. You've ended up on the hard shoulder of the M25 uh, alongside them. 
you know, Britain's busiest motorway with cars hurtling past you. What was the mood like at that point? I think there was certainly a bit of disquiet. They are willing to risk their lives even and their liberties in order to affect the change they want to see. There's obviously also the danger of irate motorists. They've several times had drivers getting out of their cars and, and trying to drag them off the road and had a lot of abuse hurled at them. The most dangerous part of when I was down with them was with people going in the other direction who were trying to swerve over to the central reservation so they could hurl abuse at them. At one point, someone very nearly swerved into the back of another car doing that. It's not a safe day out. No, not at all. Uh, and just on that note then, so there's irate commuters or travellers at least who are trying to get from A to B. But also there's reports, for example, of one lady being paralysed by a stroke because she couldn't get to hospital on time through the disruption on the motorway. I was there in my car with my mother for six hours watching her slip away and I could do nothing. The, the doctors have said that if we were to have got to them within 90 minutes, her recovery would have been minimal because she'd been left to endure a full-on stroke mm. for six hours. She's got complete paralysis now down her left side. She can't speak. There are suggestions of other injuries, other incidents that have really been caused by the fact that people are quite literally sitting on lanes off the motorway. Does that resonate with this group of protesters? Does that affect them and what they're doing? They have put out lots of statements saying they are very sorry to be doing this, they don't want to be doing this. We're really sorry to cause any disruption. I wish, wish, wish I didn't have to sit here on a road with my hand glued to the tarmac. But the fact is that I've written, lectured, I've done every single thing I can think of, and nothing is being done. So They would argue the climate crisis is an existential one, and I don't really think they're out there to win any friends. They have compared themselves to the suffragettes, for example, and said that suffragettes weren't at all popular during their campaigns and yet they were eventually proved to be on the right side of history so i think they viewed themselves in this mold it might cause them though quite a quite a dramatic pr problem actually um people not being able to get to work i'm going to work i'm running late already this is terrible absolute terrible two hours two hours late for work now you're causing more pollution by all of these cars just sitting here doing they can't deliver things, it's damaging their livelihoods. That is the sort of thing that will not go down well with the aforementioned Red Wall and Red Wall voters. Yeah, it's entirely right. Probably one of the biggest debates within the movement is how much can you alienate people? Unlike XR, which was, which was more concerned about the PR war, they took more care to be liked. I think Insulate Britain aren't particularly worried about what people think about them. Coming up, how Insulate Britain is causing a headache for the police. I'm Anthony Lloyd, war correspondent for The Times. It's you who enables me to report from some of the most volatile environments in the world. Get to the heart of the stories that matter every day with The Times and Sunday Times. Subscribe today and enjoy one month free. Visit thetimes.co.uk forward slash 
stories of our times. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, you join us just as police are dealing with an extraordinary situation here on the slip road at uh, South Mim Services on the northern section of the M25. Uh, they're just about to make the final arrest here. A group of 18 climate change protesters from a group calling themselves Insulate Britain glued themselves to the slip road here. You said that one of the protesters actually called the police to kind of report on themselves. That's part of their strategy, isn't it, for, for getting traffic to slow down? The police say that they weren't aware that the people phoning them were protesters. They thought they were members of the public. Now, obviously, we're aware of the fact that they're using this as a tactic. So police have been going along the hard shoulder themselves and trying to arrest the, the protesters before they're able to get onto the roads. They have been arresting people who have gone into custody for 24 hours. And as soon as they've left custody, have told the police that they'll be straight out again. And because of the fact that obstructing highways is not deemed a particularly severe crime, they are not able to hold them on remand. Interesting to consider, Tom, that the police's ability to police the protesters has been adapted in the last few days. Just, I suppose, the quick response that there's been from the Home Secretary, from the courts indeed, to sort of adapt the ability of the police to deal with this, I suppose, relatively new form of protest. As much as it's been a headache for the police, it's been a headache for the Home Office as well. The climate change protesters, who have been causing disruption to major roads and motorways around the capital over the last two weeks, could now be jailed if they carry on. The government has won a high court injunction against them. The problem that police have previously been having of arresting protesters who only then a day later will, will be free again to head straight back onto the road can now be placed on remand, which means that they'll be in custody for a much longer period. But we'll find ourselves in a circle of cat and mouse. The injunction can only cover 
the M25. Insulate Britain insiders have been saying to me today that they are considering the option of going to other motorways. The injunction changes nothing. I've been very clear this is more important than my life. My children's future is more important than a bit of paper. That was an Insulate Britain protester talking outside the Home Office on the same day that the government won the M25 injunction. Since then, another injunction has been put in place at the port of Dover after it was targeted as well. This probably isn't quite the run-up to COP26 that the government would have wanted. When world leaders arrive in Glasgow for the UN Climate Change Conference, could Boris Johnson face the embarrassment of UK jails being packed with people who've been protesting about this very thing. Insulate Britain certainly hope so, and I think it's certainly a possibility. The idea behind it was actually based on the civil rights movement in the States in the early 1960s. Insulate Britain looked at that and they saw that there were civil rights protesters being banged up uh, in the Deep South, at the same time as John F. Kennedy was was trying to portray himself on the, the world stage as a Cold War leader who could stand up to the Soviet Union. And they see an analogue in, in the current situation where we have our prime minister standing on a world stage trying to model himself as the crusader against climate change. And when Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. You remember that one? I want you to know that he was wrong. He was wrong. It is easy. It's not only easy, it's lucrative, and it's right to be green. He was also unnecessarily rude to Miss Piggy, I thought, uh, Kermit the Frog. But it is easy. Let's find out specifically about some of Insulate Britain then and these characters who are drawing comparisons to civil rights movements, to the suffragettes, for example. They don't object to the idea of going to jail. Tell us about Roger Hallam, who is the the leader of the gang, as it were. The project is to make a demand in a run-up towards COP to insulate all the social housing in Britain. It's a Gandhi-esque operation in the sense that it's an ultimatum. If the government doesn't substantially respond by the middle of September, then civil disobedience will begin. What do we know about him? Roger Hallam was an organic farmer in Wales. He cut his teeth on the protest movement by organising rent strikes in London. He and two other people founded Extinction Rebellion. He, He studied civil disobedience at King's College London. He's very well versed in climate science. But then in around 2019, 2020, he started to fall out with others within Extinction Rebellion who felt sometimes that he could be too radical. It depends on you. Some of you is going to be fine, right? Some of you are going to have to talk to your partners. Some of you might have to risk your jobs. He also gave an interview to to a German newspaper in which he he made comments which seemed to downplay the significance of the Holocaust. Extinction Rebellion founder Roger Hallam creates fury in Germany and elsewhere by appearing to downplay the Holocaust. He said this, The fact of the matter is millions of people have been killed in vicious circumstances on a regular basis throughout history. 
To be honest, you could say this is an almost normal event. The Holocaust is just another bleep in human history. Which went down very badly, of course. Okay, so I'm just going to like, you know, deal with the main thing first, which is about the Holocaust comments. I feel um, enormously apologetic about the upset that's been caused by the publication of those comments. Just for the record, I think that the Holocaust was an absolutely horrendous and obscene event in history. And so that there was a, a quite a public and acrimonious falling out between Hallam and certain factions within Extinction Rebellion. And then around the start of this year, he started to give talks and meetings where he mooted the possibility of only a handful of, of protesters who would aim specifically to have their members going to prison. Some of you might even lose your home. But this, this is how we're going to save this country and our children. There's no other option. And then ultimately that group became Insulate Britain. Another senior figure in Insulate Britain is electrician Liam Norton. He's been doing the rounds on the news programmes and going viral online. In 1937, do you know how many ministers, how many MPs supported Churchill in 1937? I'm not interested in Churchill. Six MPs. I'm interested in people who supported him because of what you're doing. And Churchill was right, wasn't he? But he only had the support of six MPs. You're comparing yourself to Winston Churchill. No, I'm putting yourself into a historical situation. Always, not always, the public are always with you, but you're still right. And we're right now. Liam Norton was on Good Morning Britain. He compared climate protesters' struggle to that of Winston Churchill. He wasn't being drawn on the programme on whether his own home was insulated, um, saying, you know, it's it's not just about my home, it's about everybody's homes. Um, And then he stormed off the set. This is our line in the sand. We are demanding that the government make a meaningful statement to save the future of this country. And if, and they, if they refuse to do it, then they, they can put us in prison. And that's the no, Home Secretary's decision. To do it, and I've had enough of talking to people in this country about what we're doing. <laughs> you're doing this peers. is <laughs> the state of things. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> to give him his due, he's been on GB News, he's been on... Good morning, Britain. Places which are, you know, likely to give them a hammering. They're not there to be liked. They're there to get their message on the front page of newspapers. That's ultimately their aim. And, and it doesn't really matter what is accompanying the headline. It feels like this movement's only just beginning. Is that fair to say, do you think? Yeah, I think so. And I think we'll see more motorway occupations, probably on different motorways. We'll see different kinds of protest actions as well, potentially even more extreme and more radical. On the legislation point, I mean, do do they have any intention of kind of engaging in in anything other than disruptive protests to actually change policy? Are they making efforts to be heard by the Environment Secretary or, you know, are they just hoping that he's going to get caught up in traffic one day and get so brassed off that he does something to meet their demands? Is there actual engagement happening here? Well, I think they would say that they've been trying to engage with the government as have other movements like Greenpeace and Friends of the Earth for decades. They've had enough and see this as as the last resort. One final thought as well in all of this is we're in the midst of this energy crisis. Gas prices are up, energy prices are up, energy companies are collapsing around us. It's the talk of the town at the moment. One might suggest that the stars are aligning for climate protesters right now. More and more 
there will be examples that climate protesters can, can point to and say forest fires, energy shortages, rising sea levels. These are the sorts of things that, that humanity is going to have to face more and more in the coming years. And I don't see these groups going away anytime soon while, while that's happening. For, for as long as there is a climate crisis going on, there will be groups like this. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Callum MacDonald, and my guest today, Times reporter Tom Ball. You can find all of Tom's work at thetimes.co.uk to go online, or you can pick up a paper and read them in print. The producer for this episode was Marilyn Rust. The executive producers were Asia Fuchs and James Shield, and sound design was by David Crackles. If you have a story you think we should be covering, any ideas for future episodes, or indeed thoughts on what you've just heard, then send us an email to storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. We really, truly look forward to hearing from you, and I will speak to you again soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.